Hello everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of H2 Tech Talk. Today we will continue our conversation with Jan and Arturo. Part one of this episode covered new ionics hydrogen production process. Now let's continue. So, I mean, to go off of that, I mean, it's a low cost option that you're suggesting. It can be used for various applications. And, you know, electrolyzer technology and things like that might be a little too uh, too expensive. Um, I guess what I'm asking you is your teal hydrogen solution, since it can be implemented now, can you give the listeners some examples of, of situations when it would be a good fit, as opposed to maybe an SMR, ATR uh, electrolyzer? Sure, yeah. Maybe I'll just I'll jump in and Arturo, please feel free to to add some, some, we're seeing a lot of interest, you know, particularly as Arturo mentioned earlier, there is a significant need for distributed um, production capacity and, and distributed from a hydrogen point of view, you know, if I just put it out in capacities, um, there's a significant need for low carbon hydrogen uh, capacities up to about 20 tons per day. Um, and, and those are customers that today would not be well serviced with uh, merchant hydrogen or other on-site production technologies. And so this smaller scale, you know, um, lower than 20 tons, uh, a lot of them lower than 10 tons per day, uh, there's a significant demand. And one example that, you know, we're really excited to work with uh, Liberty Utilities, subsidiary uh, of uh, Algonquin uh, up in Atlantic Canada, to help them to produce hydrogen that can be blended into their natural gas grid and do it at a capacity that allows them to really get their feet wet and get both their customers, but also you know, their technical staff that are working on servicing the pipeline and the equipment associated with it, the regulators that are behind and ensuring safety, get everyone comfortable um, by blending a small amount of hydrogen into the into the grid, and doing it, you know, at a price point uh, where that hydrogen there's a business case around it, and they're able to uh, have low carbon hydrogen, but at a cost point where the market can absorb it. And so, for so pipeline blending is an area where we see there's potentially a significant you know opportunity for distributed production where the hydrogen is produced um, and blended downstream of the gate station into the local distribution networks. You know, more than two thirds of the local distribution network already is already ready for hydrogen uh, blending. It's already made of plastic. Very little of the transmission infrastructure upstream of that gate station can take hydrogen today. And so if you look at the existing infrastructure again, most of it at local level, is good. Uh, and there, a 20 ton per day plant will produce enough hydrogen to service 135,000 homes with a 20% blend of hydrogen and natural gas. So, you know, utilities that are looking to blend hydrogen into their grids, um, we offer a solution that can be produced locally and where they have control over where that gas in that grid goes. Uh, you can put a site down that um, produces steel hydrogen blends it in and load follows the demand side on it. So that's, a, that's an example of what, you know, a distributed plant could do where, again, 
we still need to we still need to be all in on large centralized production, uh, but we just don't have the pipeline infrastructure to bring that product to market yet, and we're offering something in between. Um, yeah, another think, another example is is uh, we got customers they produce uh, hydrogen on site as a chemical feedstock, so they got a small um, you know less than less than twenty tons per day. Uh, gray gray hydrogen uh, facility, um, and they got their own targets uh, for uh, carbon uh, footprint reduction. And you know, when you take thirty uh, percent uh, of the natural gas and burn it as as uh, energy source, well, by electrifying that far here, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. You basically are taking a 30% cut in your carbon footprint, and it's a very, very easy way to achieve, you know, the short-term uh, goals uh, for some of these companies that uh, uses hydrogen as a chemical feedstock. Yeah, and, and those are companies that typically are very sensitive to cost of hydrogen. You know, where again, if you were to replace that same hydrogen with um with clean with green hydrogen today at the price point uh, it's just very difficult to justify the the cost but uh, but you can utilize existing infrastructure like existing equipment that's that's still being depreciated that's sitting on site and and modify it to eliminate 30 percent um of the co2 emissions right off the bat and then with very low cost additional capture equipment, uh, ultimately reduce this the, the carbon intensity by 90% or more on that existing infrastructure. So we're really excited about working with smaller scale uh, on-site producers to help them decarbonize without breaking their business cases. Fair enough. Those are good numbers too. So I guess I would ask you both, um, where do you see or where would you like to see this technology in, in another three, five, ten years? Yeah. Um, well, I think in three to five years, uh, Tyler, we're ready to service not only the existing um, users of gray hydrogen, but also to expand the use of renewable biogas as feedstock, you know, and match the, uh, I'd say biogas and renewable natural gas is, that offers a significant opportunity, but a lot of times the biogas is not connected to the existing grid. And so we would love to see uh, biogas being converted to renewable hydrogen and offered into the market as a carbon negative um, or extremely low carbon hydrogen um, as an alternative next to green. We think that's a significant opportunity there. And our technology is by far the most efficient conversion of uh, that biogas resource into hydrogen of any of the options that are available in the market. Certainly, um, we'd like to think we're the lowest cost producer of low carbon hydrogen. At the at these distributed scales, and so you know, um, we anticipate that we will have a leading market market position 
uh, in distributed hydrogen production in five years because cost, you know, the cost of hydrogen, um, customers are, are still very sensitive to cost and really struggle to make the numbers work today. Uh, we think we offer them a solution and, and highly competitive in terms of the way that the hydrogen is being produced. Do you want to add anything to that, Arturo? I know uh, five years from now, we, what I want is a, is a huge reference list of units operating um, and, and really have helped many organizations achieve their, their goal, their sustainability goals. Uh, and, and just uh, to be honest, be looking at the next application of my, industrial microwave. Uh, no ionic, yes, we're focusing on hydrogen, but uh, we're looking also to electrify other processes as well. So um, taking taking it to the next application. Wait, are y'all gonna have like a um, like an Apple thing going on where it's like the iPhone 17? <laughs> Do you know, <laughs> yeah, we we uh, one of the things that is a real challenge in the process industry is that electricity was never really an option. The cost made it prohibitive to be used and vi viable as a significant energy source. But uh, apart from cost, the technologies don't really exist in how I can effectively utilize electricity. You know, we have resistive heating. Um, we have uh, motors, of course, but there are a lot of applications that um, that are... Uh, where microwave offers a unique advantage and that are significant large-scale energy users. And we're excited about, uh, we, we have several in the pipeline that are on the heels of uh, hydrogen production, where um, we're looking to bring to market technologies that allow the use of electricity uh, through industrial microwave into the process industry at really at capacities that um, are not currently practiced, but but we're but we have the tools and the means to get it there. Well, you said that, man. You said you have several in the pipeline. But before we wrap up here, I guess I'd ask you, Jan or Toro, um, do you have any closing thoughts? Anything that you you would you know absolutely want our audience to know before we wrap it up here? Yeah, I think uh, from my side, you know, I think we, we're really at a point in history. It's, it's super exciting to be a part of, of this transition. Um, but we're at a point in history where we have to make decisions and, and we have to act. We have to stop talking and planning and, you know, get past our paralysis by analysis and, and be pragmatic about implementing solutions that lower our carbon footprint. You know, if we're serious about net zero by 2050, um, this bus is 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 about to leave the, the station. And and there's a lot of companies that are still looking at, you know, how do I get, how do I? It's a daunting task. Um, uh, we want to invite you to have a conversation with us. We're not going to have a solution for everyone. We're not going to fit in, in every situation. But if you're looking for low carbon hydrogen, we might be a part of the solution for you. Yes, on my side, I would say that uh, as a society, I mean, we are consuming more energy every day. And I would say that before we get into the next type of energy, 
you know, the, the transition, we need to add more energy. And uh, this is a, a clean way to add energy to the system before we transition to the to the very clean one. Um, this is a way to move into the goal and, you know, it is a available ready solution that you can be uh, you can implement uh, and get us to the final destination. Yeah, th thank you both. Well, no, and hey, and thank you, uh, Tyler and H2 Tech. Uh, just you guys have a great publication and uh, you do you do a lot of good work. So really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be here and share more about our story. And uh, we, we love doing it again. We've got uh, we, we, there's a lot of good news coming down the pike. We uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, I mean I. Love to have you all again. Um, as as long as you keep updating and you keep contributing to, you know, this clean future that we all envision, then I'm sure. Well, I know myself, and I'm pretty sure my audience would love to hear from you both again. Thank you again for the opportunity, Tyler, and for H um, two Tech to give us a space to tell our story and and the message that we got uh, for. For the people out there. Of course. Well, thank you both. Thank you, Jan and uh, Arturo, for um, joining us today, taking some time out of your days. And uh, thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode of H2 Tech Talk. Please remember to share and subscribe.